This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is such a very smooth, very calm, very chill podcast episode because I am sick. That's that. All right. On with the episode. Onward. Wait, what's a medieval saying? On with evil. sayings. By much laughter, you may distinguish a fool. I was trying to decide how do I come on here and start this podcast and I've decided to come on here and say I have heartburn (laughs) I'm aware it's been two weeks since I podcasted I'm aware I'm supposed to release episodes every Sunday I'm aware and if you're new here hey hey babes it has not been two weeks since I've podcasted like Anyways, I have heartburn and I had a cold and I just sprayed Flonase, prescription strength Flonase up my nose so I don't sound like an idiot as I podcast. Um, we'll see how that goes, though. We'll see how it goes. So far, so good. Ugh. But I will say it's working a little too good because now I can feel it coming down my throat as drainage you know how like your ears nose and throat is all connected and so like when you have mucus it'll like go down your throat as drainage and you'll just feel it going down the back of your throat yeah i'm making this very vivid and it's just like wet gooey goopy stuff just sliding down the back of your throat and turning into liquid and you're sitting there like oh my throat hurts and you're trying to cough it out and sometimes you cough it out but sometimes it won't come all the way up and you just gotta swap you just gotta swallow it yeah i hate that feeling but anyways i can feel the flow nasal at the back of my throat i can breathe now hopefully this will mean this will mean i won't have to continue to blow my nose for the rest of the day anyone else been sick my boyfriend got me sick um honestly i say it's a hate crime that he got me sick but it was very sexist of him very misogynistic of him if you will And I told him that we now have to battle it out in the parking garage because he did this to me. Like, how dare you? How dare you get an amazing woman sick? He lost his mind. Let's just get into a podcast, though, because who do we have a show for you? And in we, I mean me and all my demons that talks to me at three in the morning. Veggie Tales, Veggie.
broccoli, lima beans, salty greens, veggie toes. Those aren't the lyrics. Welcome back to the Distract Me Please podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Silva, who is here with a cold. I'm here with the cold, y'all. Ugh, I'm here with the cold. I wanted to come on here and give y'all a bunch of life hacks and podcasting tips and just give things to educate the public. Honestly, I don't think y'all need life hacks, though, because judging... I need to blow my nose. I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. I had to blow my nose. Because judging by the age range of my audience, a lot of y'all are in your late 20s, early 30s. And so I don't think y'all need tips on how to do your laundry and um, like life hacks that I've learned while being sick. Ooh, that Alka-Seltzer cold and flu medication, bro, the one that you drop into some water and it bubbles and you guzzle it down. Yo, that has what has been saving me because at first I was getting a fever. Like I was fully getting a fever from this cold and I just went heavy with it. If you want an old Caribbean trick for when you're getting sick, ginger tea. Cut up some ginger, place it in a pot of boiling water. Once it fin- once it gets to a boil, strain it into a cup, add some honey, drink it. Works great. I don't know what magical thing is in ginger tea, but it really helps when you're getting sick. If you want to make it stronger, another trick is when you eat an orange, lay the peels out flat on a napkin and let them completely dry out and then place them in a little baggie. So that way, the next time you're sick and you need to make some ginger tea, cut up the ginger put it in a pot of boiling water, take those dried orange pills, place them in that pot of water and boil it. So then you have like a ginger orange tea. Magic, absolute magic. So I drank a cup of that. I should probably make another cup tonight, honestly, Um, with the coarse honey to help with sore throat because I'm not going to lie. The ginger and the citrus kind of be rough on the throat. So you add the honey to help with that. But the ginger and the orange works wonders for when you're sick. And then the Alka-Seltzer, bro. Alka-Seltzer, cold and flu medication for some actual medication to take the aches and pains away for the fever reducer to help with congestion, all of that. Like it, that combo turned this little cold that really wanted to put me down. It tried to stop me. But I stood up to it and it turned into a 24 hour thing. And now I just have like a semi sore throat and congestion, which is how it started. And that's how it's finishing. So I've only been sick for like two days now. And now it's just an obnoxious uh, congestion, runny nose. So hopefully that goes away soon. But there goes your tips and tricks on when you're sick. (laughs) Can we tell that sometimes I just hop on the podcast and like I have things planned, but I don't know how to execute it. Like truly, I'm just being sick took me out the past couple of days and I am just experiencing a burnout like no other recently. Like, don't get me wrong. I've burnt out on this podcast before. and I've had to take a month off. And those burnouts is making this current burnout feel like absolute nothing. 
like absolutely nothing and i get it you know we've all gone through burnout we're all tired of hearing about it like it was you know it was a social media trend for a second where all these influencers are like i'm burnt out i can't do this anymore i can't do this anymore and honestly I get it for the influencers because like even if you're working a regular nine to five that like sucks and like it's taking all your energy and you're working 16 hour shifts, you get off days, you get sick days and you get to relax while an influencer, we don't get off days like when it comes to content creation, like you either have to keep creating content or algorithms tend to forget you so you kind of can't take a break like even while you're on vacation you're still working and producing content to keep up with the schedule to meet demand and so I understand why so many people were like I'm burnt out and then the algorithm really had to make space for people to be able to take breaks and not lose a career so I get that I get that but can we talk about the working class people, not the influencers who stay home and make content and like, you know, they get, I am talking about the real working class individuals who have a nine to five, who are college students working to get a job, about to graduate, just made it to college. How are y'all doing? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not doing too hot, which is why I'm kind of like in a stage where I'm accepting, hey, uh, I'm ready to take this podcasting thing seriously and I'm ready to take it full time, but I cannot make the time to do that yet. And for so long, I beat myself up for so long, so long. I beat myself up. I was always pissed off at myself. I couldn't find time. Why can't I find time? You can find time. It's not that hard. Like, it's just a podcast, you know how easy it is to record your voice and sit down and edit for two hours, like, it's not that big of a deal, get it done, get it done, get it done, and I would always be pissed off at myself, and then on top of that, it's not just creating content, but it's also marketing myself with this podcast and going and creating TikToks and Instagrams and tweeting and being on threads and finding a way to diversify myself across multiple social media platforms, so that way, my podcast can do pretty amazing things and, you know, give me a career that I've always dreamt about. And that's where I've been ready. But I, I didn't realize how burnt out I was until it became second nature to stop talking to myself like that. That is how I know that I'm pushing through. Not only am I getting nosebleeds, which I have never gotten nosebleeds, before in my life, like at the age of 23 is when I've gotten my first nosebleed. I am currently 23, going on 24. And December, December 15th, where my Sagittarius people at. But I've never gotten nosebleeds before, ever in my life. And that was, like I've had all the other physical symptoms of just exhaustion. I could, bro, I can sleep for like 15 hours straight. And that's not even a joke. I can genuinely sleep for 15 hours straight. Um, like I've just had all the other signs of stress but the nosebleeds was when I really realized like I'm not making this up oh my god my throat is going so dry from the drainage this is why I haven't been podcasting bro oh my god on top of being stressed hold on I need to take a sip of water and there's going to be a lot of like breaks and this is just going to be a slow podcast episode in fact I'm gonna throw this in at the beginning no I'm not and I didn't. 
this is going to be a slow podcast episode because I need to slow down. My throat burns. I need to take it slow. Oh, this is dry too. Drainage makes sure the back of your throat so dry. But nosebleeds was the first true sign that I could not ignore that I am stressed beyond belief and I need to slow down. And so before I used to sit here and I used to be mad at myself and say the dirtiest things to myself about the fact that I couldn't podcast. But then I would take a step back and I'm like, I'm preparing to graduate. I am a full-time student and I am going to career fairs. I am actively seeking out a job to make money so I can move out once I graduate. That is my plan. That is my dream. I've just been in college for too long, meaning I've been moved out of my mother's house for too long to then graduate and go straight back to that environment. I know it would destroy me in ways that can't even be predicted unless I go through it. And I don't want to go through it. I do not want to go against, I do not want to take that step when it's not my will, when it's not my way. Per. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the plan. I don't want to have to take that step because it's like the financially smart thing to do. And like, I just can't afford to move out on my own. So I've been really working overtime. And on top of that, I have never had so many classes that demand so many things to turn in at once. And this semester specifically, I have a lot of classes that are not organized in the way that assignments and stuff need to be turned in. And so that's been really stressful. And so I'm back to another semester where, you know, I'm currently sitting at two C's and a B and one class that does not have a grade available. So like I haven't been podcasting and then I got sick and I just sat here and I went, it is what it is. Like genuinely, it is what it is. I have sat here and I have manifested and I've held the crystals and I've visualized my dream life and I've always taken the fact that like my podcast is not the full-time job that I want it to be. So that means it's a failure. That means I'm not trying hard enough. That means I need to podcast more. And I've taken that to mean like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. But I am like killing myself, bro like with work like I feel like I am drowning I used to be a person who was so good at responding to messages but I have been so mentally drained the past few days and going to sleep at like 4 a.m sometimes it's doing work sometimes it's my body is so used to going to sleep at 4 a.m just to get work done not even pulling all-nighters for exams like genuinely pulling all-nighters to get all the work I need to get done done for the following day in class and to like get them in by the due dates. And so the nights that I don't have work and stuff do, I'm staying up and reading because like my body can't just like flip a switch and pass out because it's four in the morning and I've trained it to not do that. And then I still have a 9.35 a.m., which means I have to wake up at 8.30. So I've been running off of four hours of sleep almost every day. It's not healthy at all. And so I'm just at a point where I'm just kind of like, you know what? I can podcast when I can podcast. And 
It's okay. It's okay. It is okay that I can't keep up with this. It is okay that I can't make time for this. Because genuinely, if I had to podcast, go to school, do work, while also being a girlfriend and a decent roommate, because truly, I haven't even been able to be a good roommate in my mind. Because to me, well, actually, these expectations of a good roommate have kind of been thrown onto me by another bad roommate and my mom. But like a good roommate, the definition of a good roommate that I've picked up from what other people have told me, and I just don't want to repeat of the past. So I guess I still forcing myself to these expectations. But as someone who's able to do the dishes every day, keep her area clean, um, it's not necessarily like, oh, we don't even know you're around unless we hear you or something. But it's just being able to not turn your life and your mess into someone else's problems. I, I am literally living like I'm in a frat house. Like, I am going two, three days without doing my dishes. I also want to emphasize that this is very problematic for me because I don't expect my roommates to do this. I have just literally had roommates talk down on me because of how long my dishes have sat in the sink. I've had my mom get on to me for literally all 20 years of my life because of how long my dishes sit in the sink. And keep in mind, my dishes are just sitting in the sink for 24 hours. So for me to go two, three two three days without washing my dishes makes me feel like a failure with the fact that I'm going two three days without sweeping up after myself if I drop crumbs on the floor makes me feel like a failure but because I understand how hard it is for me to keep up with that I don't expect that of other people which is why it bothers me that I put this much pressure on myself because how am I putting pressure on myself that I don't expect expect of other people like I do not care if my roommates don't wash the dishes for two three days couldn't care less they could go an entire week couldn't care less life gets crazy and if it truly bothers me my mindset has always been I'll just wash it it bothers me because it's in my area I'll just wash it and I'm not going to complain because I'm making the decision decision to wash it or clean so that is why it's like upsetting me that I can't let these expectations go of myself because other people have gotten on to me so much for a measly 24 hours. Like, ugh, disgusting. It is getting harder and harder for me to cook for myself because any free time I have, I use it to sleep. I literally had a moment where I was on the balcony the other day and I literally broke down into tears because I am a person who runs extremely hot. I have always been a hot person, not like just like, eh, I'm sexy, who's sexy, I'm sexy, who's sexy, I'm sexy, but like, <laughs> but I'm a person who is just always like, my body temperature has always been like very, very hot, and so my room ended up being the hottest in the room, I'm the highest in the room, hey, <laughs> but no, I do have the hottest room in the house, and it's not supposed to be like that. I have made multiple maintenance requests to the point where they have had to come in and cut into the ceiling and see what's wrong and notice that my vent was not placed the way it needed to be placed. And that's why my room was so hot. And so there were many a nights where I would sleep with the door open. And I have such a fear of open doors. I cannot explain it. But staring at an open door causes my heart to race 
causes a buildup of panic like no I cannot explain like a closet door remaining open can truly send me into a spiral a bedroom door being left open can send me into a spiral I cannot explain it I don't care to explain it I have an idea of where it stems from and I don't want to talk about it on the internet because like uh, trauma but yeah and so the fact that I was sleeping with an open door like explained how hot it was in my room and what would the way that it's comfortable for me to sleep and actually fall asleep is like sleeping on my left side and so that meant I was staring at my door I'm staring at an open door and so that meant I was having nightmares every night because I'm falling asleep with an anxious heart (sighs) (laughs) oh because it was too hot and so finally they cut into the ceiling they fix it and then turns out the only way that my room feels good is if the AC is on like 67 degrees. The issue when my when the AC is on 67, the whole house, including my roommate's bedrooms, feels like 67 degrees. My bedroom feels like 72, 73. And so they're freezing cold and they would put up pick up the temperature because like 67 I even like I am a person who runs cold I mean who runs hot and even I can say sitting in 67 is not comfortable it's not 67 you is only comfortable if you're remaining under the blankets if you're remaining under thick blankets for the entirety of the day if you want to get out of bed 67 is not comfortable unless you're like fully bundling up especially when it's in your house and you want to be comfortable so I understood why the AC was being raised but it just like it sent me over the edge and I walked out onto my balcony and I bursted out into tears because it was one in the morning and I couldn't sleep because the AC was on 70 and I was just like when is it going to end Because it was just 70 degrees, like the AC being on 70 made my room feel like 75, 76. That is not comfortable to me. That is so uncomfortable when I crawl out of my skin hot. And as I'm sitting there crying, I'm looking at the gym. (laughs) I can see into the gym from our balcony and so as I'm sitting there and I'm like crying and going through everything that's been frustrating me recently in life because I've had two weeks straight of just like no peace in my life I looked at the gym and like literally said to myself and on top of that I haven't stopped gaining weight and I have been gaining weight like I am trying to break a record truly and so I sat there and I started to spiral about the fact that I wasn't losing weight. I mean, the fact that I was just been gaining weight and I haven't even been able to stabilize my weight. And I should, this is how I know I'm overworked because typically I am able to spiral into that thought of like, I can't believe I'm gaining weight. What's wrong with me? That's so disgusting of me. And again, it's all society pressure. I actually stopped myself and went, are you... Are you, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Are you effing stupid? You're going to sit here. You have so many bigger fish to fry and you're worried about your effing weight. Buy bigger clothes. Weight fluctuates. I am going to have the moment where I am the big, like where I am the heaviest that I've ever been in life. And I'm going to have moments where I'm the 
uh, skinniest I've ever been in life. And that is perfect. Like it fluctuates. Go buy the bigger clothes. Go buy the bigger shirt. Go buy the bigger pants. Go buy the bigger underwear. Go buy the bigger bras. Oh my God, weight fluctuates. You have bigger things to worry about. And in that moment, like, and then I kept crying about everything else that has been stressing me out throughout the week. But later on, I kind of sat there and reflected and was like, that is the first time where I have thought about my weight and I didn't spiral. And I was very proud of myself because one, I have curated a social media feed where the only people that I follow for fashion are women who have bodies similar to mine. And so I, I only look at them as beautiful. I see nothing but beauty when I look at them and the clothes they wear. I'm literally like have been forcing myself to put money aside, to buy outfits, to reflect their sense of style because it it is so close to my sense of style and I want to look like that. And when I say I want to look like that, I have nothing to change about myself other than the clothes in my closet. And so that has been so freeing in the sense when it, in terms of beauty. And so I don't typically those spiral, those spiraling thoughts have always been related to, and I want to be pretty and I can't be pretty because I'm getting weight. And oh my God, I'm like, people are going to continue to tell me I'm fat. I'm ugly and I'm undesirable. And nah, 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 nah. But I didn't have those thoughts. I genuinely didn't have those thoughts because the prettiest women to me are women who look like me. And so that's why it was so easy to like come back to a sense of self because I actually have legit issues that need to be taken care of present day including things that I'm not even wanting to speak about on the internet because if I talk about them I'll burst out into tears I have actual genuine issues that need to be taken care of and so like my weight doesn't matter the fact that I'm not keeping up with the podcast doesn't matter and I have never been in a position where the superficial things that I tend to worry about literally don't matter because I have bigger things to worry about and it was just a sense of like maturity and also a moment of hey let's take it easier on ourselves we actually have to get it together and one of those big issues has just been like finances like straight up finances I want to be in a position where I can move out I want to be in a position where I can afford my groceries where I can afford things but it's been getting harder and harder to find jobs just within this economy and I have genuinely paused to start asking around and finding out that people have been getting turned away from internships left and right, and they are getting messages saying, we just don't have the budget this year to hire interns, so we can't take any interns. Um, asking adults who have been through recessions, hey, is this the worst recession you've been through? And for them to all say yes. Asking people who have never been through a recession to literally be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I literally cannot put money aside to save. It has just been so eye-opening. And I've just gotten to a place where I am just like, I'm doing perfectly fine. I'm doing amazing. And so if I can do anything, I want to come on here and just say, if you have been one of those people who are sitting here stressing, wondering like, damn, like, I still don't have a job that makes me enough money for me to buy a house, for me to get my own apartment without all these roommates, for me to be able to go afford, like, a health insurance, insurance in general. 
and you are sitting here struggling, still can't afford a car, you are doing okay. Don't let social media fool you because that was another reason why I have been so stressed is because I follow a lot of people on social media who have achieved their dreams already and who have accomplished it. And so when you are facing a social media feed with nothing but people who have already accomplished their dreams, who have worked hard, very, very hard for three, four years, and they are in a position that they never thought they would be in, and they're sitting there giving advice to people of like, just don't give up, just don't give up, because from their experience, that's the only thing they had to do was like not give up, and they accomplished their dreams, and they are the most financially stable that they've ever been in life. When you are following that, it makes you feel like you're doing nothing right. And so I'm just wanting to come on here and remind people of a few things. For my aspiring content creators, nobody, absolutely nobody can predict the next hit. I'm talking people who have been in the industry for 15, 20 years. They, all they can do is follow a gut feeling and hope it's right. You can do all the market research you want. You can listen to your gut feeling. You can get feedback from thousands of people around you. And then when it hits, when this content, whether it's a, whether it's a song, whether it's a movie, whether it's a TikTok video, a podcast, no matter what an actor and it, it can flop. It can literally be horrible. And then next thing you know, someone who no one even thought could make it all of a sudden makes it. No one can predict. Sometimes you get it right. There's a whole lot more times that you get it wrong. And that is why, I first of all, apology to Dear Media. <laughs> apology to Dear Media. Because for some reason, I thought it was just so easy to predict what will do good in social media I thought it was just so easy to predict and so I was like oh people will get a gut feeling and so I literally reached out to be a part of the dear media family and they ghosted me hardcore I have asked for way more money than I deserved within podcasting when it came to sponsorships and people have literally had to clock me on that and be like girl why are you asking for this kind of payment and I was always taking a shot in the dark because I'm like, oh, but that's what people say to do. Take a shot in the dark. You'll never know if it happens, which is relatively true. But the more I learned about media industries, like I'm literally taking a class called Media Industries. When you learn how much is just so unpredictable, how much it, like companies are literally trying to take less risk by creating spinoff shows of popular shows. So like. The reason why we had Game of Thrones and now we have House of the Dragons was because Game of Thrones was so big. They were hoping that people will now come to House of Dragons or how there's so many freaking Star Wars movies. Or now you have the Marvel Universe and it is like this whole thing of like different timelines. And so you're getting this whole multiverse perspective and it's because they're just like trying to follow the same format that has worked because it's just less risky. And so when you're in the media business, when you're in the content create 
content creation business, people really aren't going to care about you until you have proven success. Because that is the only thing that matters. Can you prove that you are successful? Because no one can predict it. You can't predict it, so you just have to prove it. So don't sit here and, oh my God, like nothing will hurt more than when I attended that Spotify Spotify masterclass. And it was like how to grow your audience. And when everyone on the panel was like, oh, I don't know. I have no idea how to grow a podcast, a podcast audience because my podcast episode took off from the very first podcast episode I posted from the very first TikTok I posted. And I have gained so many followers and built a career off of that. And then for one girl to even admit like the girl from two hot takes, she literally admitted to the fact that if her podcast did it, if she didn't have such instant success, she doesn't believe she would be podcasting to this day. Like she thinks she would have given it up. And now she's working on other shows and she's finding out that building a podcast audience is not as easy as just posting a good podcast episode. Like you can't predict it. So go easy on yourself. Even if you've been working for years and years at it, go easy on yourself because you could, as if you have the feeling in your gut, keep going and going and going until you prove yourself right. But know know that other people are not going to take you seriously because when it comes to social media and entertainment and content creation, you just have to prove it. Proving it is, is the only thing you have. You know, there is no one who's going to jump out and take a risk unless you're like their, unless your parents are best friends with them or something. Like, I don't know, like something stupid, you know, nepotism, basically. When it comes to life and money, bro, <laughs> you're doing the best you can. Like your life is a reflection of you doing your best. And if you know for a fact that your life is not a reflection of you doing your best because you are not trying your hardest and you are not doing your best, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You know what? I have no advice for that because I truly do think that I wake up every morning and give it my all. And sometimes giving it my all means getting one thing done off my to-do list and not being able to do anything else. I need to blow my nose and take a sip of water. This is not going to be a very long podcast episode. I can tell you all that right now anyways back to what I was saying like life is about growing (laughs) you are doing the best you can like and sometimes the best you can is waking up and that's all you can give for the day sometimes all you can give for the day is just waking up sometimes all you can give for the day is the bare minimum of waking up and eating sometimes you can't even eat and that is okay you are doing okay like social media is so fake And I know that said over and over again, but when you really like sometimes you have to actively remind yourself that it's fake. Like, for example, I'm just going to use Caitlin Ray because she's one of my favorite YouTubers and I love her because of the party lifestyle that she shows on her channel of like this. It's just very much. I'm here for the vibes. I make impulsive decisions And that's just that. And so I end up going to a lot of parties. I end up going to a lot of concerts. I'm drinking a lot. But in reality, I'm like, the girl posts once a month. And so if you binge her stuff, it seems like she is partying every weekend. She's at a new concert every weekend. She never has a dull day in her life. But when you take a step back and realize that she posts roughly once a month, no. She just has wild, crazy nights once a month once a month maybe twice a month 
and then she breaks it into two videos and so then she posts like two weeks straight and taking a step back and realizing more than half of her life is spent like lying in bed not doing much and then the few times she's partying she just makes content out of it it's like oh no her life is just as boring as mine she also has nothing better to do like what like what but sometimes you really do have to remind yourself of that because it's so hard because with social media it's like how is it not real it's right there it's right it's right there that she's on a beach and like she's always going to the beach to go surfing or or she's in bed with a cold and these are beach pictures that she never posted because she never thought they were cute but to keep up engagement and to keep on the algorithm's good side she's in bed with a cold and she's posting these pictures with the caption that's kind of saying something along the lines of like i needed this i love this i love doing this with you because the picture shows she's out with friends, but it's a freaking lie. Like, it's so curated. And so much of social media is is what someone wants you to see. So sometimes it's their highlight reel, and there are people who create content where it's just the worst moments of their life. And I can promise you, not every day is a bad day. Not every day is a dull day. Not every day is a day where they're in the bathtub crying, eating cold soup. That is so specific. That is so specific. And if y'all know who I'm talking about, some random girl on TikTok, there was a video she posted of her in the bathtub. It's a blonde girl. Her life is always falling apart. And like, I, (laughs) I don't like her because like her first few videos, I was like, oh my God, her life is just, this is funny because this is a girl whose life is always falling apart, but she knows how to laugh through it. But then I think she realized that that, made her money and gave her views and fans and so then it was like every small thing in her life she seemed to dramatize it to profit off of it she was dramatizing to monetize ow did i just scratch a scratch on my knee but she wasn't eating cold soup in a bathtub but i swear there was a video of her in a bathtub doing something but yeah Anyways, I am so tired. I am so tired. It is 2 in the morning. It's 1.58 a.m. And I'm about to edit this podcast to get it posted for y'all. But I just really had to come on here and tell y'all, like, you're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I don't care if you just lost your house. You just lost your car. You just flunked out of college. You had to go back home with your parents. You lost everything to your name. You are doing the best you can. Like, this is the outcome of your best, and that's all that matters. Because sometimes you don't have the information. Like, sometimes I sit here, and, like, even when I tell my mom a few of the things that, like, teachers throughout the years have told me and have done to me, and she is like, why did I not know this? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why didn't I tell you that it's really messed up that like a teacher was able to say this to me and I didn't tell you and I'm like because back like putting myself back in my shoes when I was in grade school bro I was always taught the teachers are right you're wrong and that's what everyone went with because how can a little kid be right forgetting that hey sometimes adults are bad people like the fact that I had a teacher who tried to give me detention because I started my period in class like I literally told her like hey 
I have pads in my backpack. I just need to run to the restroom real quick. I just started. And she literally was like, this is your one chance to go. If it happens again, you're going to detention. Huh? Huh? Like, I am sorry. Like, it's giving misogynistic. It's giving you're a pick me and you hate yourself. It's giving you hate the fact that you're a woman too. Because every woman knows that there are just some months where you have no PMS. You're going about your day. In fact, you're even thinking like, is my period going to be late? Or you're just going about your day not even thinking about it because it is not time for your period to start and you have no symptoms. And then one day you just start bleeding and you're like, what just happened? Which is why you always stay stocked. You always stay prepared. And she tried to give me detention and tried to like blame me for that and tell me that I need to be more prepared for my period. I am. I have the products in my backpack. It caught me off guard. I should not be bleeding right now. Why are you trying to punish me for that? And then it happened again in dance, like years later. It happened again where, yet again, no PMS symptoms. I should not have been bleeding at that time. I was not prepared for my period to start at that time. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting down taking a class, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Kanai Joe? And I literally had to go to my dance director and be like, hey, I have tampons in my bag. I need to go to the restroom. And she literally told me, like, no, unless you can get a tampon from one of these girls here, you have to sit down and take it. And I am just like, did a teacher really tell me that I had to free bleed onto the floor and bleed into my pant and bleed into my pants because she so badly did not want me to run to my bag to go to the restroom? Again, it's giving you hate women. It's giving you're misogynistic. It's giving you hate yourself. Like, and so when I'm sitting here and I tell those stories and I'm like, and my mom is just like, what? Like, and that's like, that is the tip of the iceberg. That is not even the worst things that like teachers have said and done to me. And it's always like, <laughs> like the one that threw her off was how I got in trouble because I passed out on the playground as a child. Like I overheated and I passed out. And I got yelled at because the teacher thought I was taking a nap on the playground. And so I just kind of like I literally like fell and everything was spinning and I just blacked out. You scared me. You scared me. And so I just blacked out. And literally she like yells at me. and is like, get up. You, you can't be on the floor. And I was just like, what? And I just wake up confused. And later on, they had to call my mom because I was like starting to run a fever. I just wasn't doing so hot. I was very sick. My mom comes to pick me up, gets me ice cream, a cold bottle of water, and I'm back to normal. No teacher could figure out what was wrong with me. I was just like going into heat exhaustion, about to have a heat stroke, genuinely. And when I tell her, like, yeah, I got in trouble because I blacked out on the playground. She was like, why didn't you, why is this the first time that you're telling me this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And it's just like back then, the only information I had was everyone, including my own mom, told me teachers are always right. The kids are always wrong because my mom was also a teacher. And so she looked at it as like teachers were always fair and students are always liars. And that's how teachers treated kids. Now, present day, I would never let a teacher talk to me like that. I would never let a teacher tell me what I can and cannot do. And I will speak up for myself. 
in a polite way. I'm not going to sit here and cuss you out, but like, I like, I'm going to say something and I'm going to fight for myself. And I'm not just going to let you walk all over me. And I never knew that was a possibility. I never knew that was like a thing where you're, where you are able to talk to a teacher and tell them that you are wrong. And the only time I got a taste of that was like in high school. Yeah. In high school, I literally fought for my grade to the point where it got so big that the principals literally had to call me in to interview me to make sure that I wasn't lying because my teacher was trying to tell me that I cheated when I didn't cheat. She told us that we can work with a partner and that is perfectly fine. I worked with a partner and suddenly I'm a cheater. What it is, it says in big bold letters at the top of our paper can work with a partner now because I worked with a partner. I am now considered a cheater. Go to hell. <laughs> go to hell so then it became a whole thing that like went to the front office and so then she had to give me my actual grade instead of giving me a zero because the principal was like she's not lying and I was like thank you thank you for someone who finally believed in me and so now like I literally just got a bad grade on a presentation and I'm about to go speak to a professor about it because I don't think it's fair because I'm sorry I'm going to rant about this and I'm going to continue ranting about this how from day one are you going to tell us we can't take notes in class you don't want that you want it to be pen and paper if we have to take notes because taking notes is bad vibes like that's the running joke of the class it's like everything is bad and good vibes um you're going to tell us that it's very easy to pass this class you have to try your hardest to fail to the point where you're not giving us rubrics because you're grading us based off of vibes someone literally had to call this professor out in class because the professor said for your presentation I want it to be the same font throughout I don't like that y'all had different fonts on different slides so then when my group presented we followed everything based off the feedback that this professor gave on the groups before us because we were group four so then when group one presented again, group one took all the feedback that they got from the first time they presented. This time they used the same font throughout, uh, you know, listen to the color schemes and whatnot just for the professor to be like, actually, I think it would look better if you use different fonts throughout. And someone literally was like, OK, no, we did this because you told us to use the same font throughout our presentation. And now you're telling us to use different fonts. It's not making sense to me. And even the professor literally couldn't answer and was like, do y'all think my feedback is harsh? Guys, can, can you just tell me if my feedback is harsh? And I'm sitting there like, I genuinely couldn't care how you give us feedback as long as our grades don't reflect on our on your feedback because your feedback has just basically been based on whether you liked the way our presentation looked or not. Not on a rubric, not based off the information we are teaching the class, but genuinely based off of how pretty our slides are which is not the point of the presentation. Yes, our presentation, it has to look pretty, but it's not like the 90% grade, you know? Only for us to get our grade back, he barely had any feedback to give from my group. So I was like, oh my God, I think we're the group that presented the best. Like we had little to no feedback. Only for us to have the lowest grade in the class on the presentation. But again, there's no rubric. There's nothing to follow. He just said, I want no picture. I mean, I want no paragraphs. I just want pictures and words as like titles, not like, uh, not paragraphs, not bullet points. We can't present using paper. Like we can't write it down on a piece of paper and then go into class and read off the paper. 
Like, we can't have notes, nothing. Like, it all has to be committed to memory within a few days. And then it can only be, like, if I am teaching on the ethics of tying your shoe, then the slide literally needs to be a pretty picture of someone tying their shoe. And then it can only say the ethics of tying your shoe. And that's it. And then I have to tell it to you from memory. And that is what he said he wanted from us. So we do all that. And we get a uh, 70. So I'm going to talk to him and tell him that you need to give us a rubric because you're not grading fairly. And I'm going to call him out on him not being fair. High school me would have never done that. High school me would have never, 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 ever done that. So that is why sometimes it is like, don't be too hard on yourself. You can learn just learn, do better, and improve, but you are doing your best. You are doing your best with the information you had. Of course, I would have loved to gone back to go back and talk to teachers and tell them, you cannot treat me like this. It is not fair that you are doing this, blah, 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 blah. But all the information I had at that time was, do not, do not talk down to teachers. You are never right. You have to listen to them no matter how unfair you think they are because one day you're going to turn around and you're going to thank them and you're going to thank all these authority figures. Maybe that's why I have a problem with authority now because now you know you can't talk to me any type of way. I will call you out on it. I don't care who you are. I will call you out on it because so much of my life has been spent around one day I'm going to turn around and thank these authority figures because they're doing something right for me. And now... Years have gone by and I can tell you I will not thank any of those teachers who treated me that way. No, instead you'll be dragged through this podcast and I will happily call your name out. (laughs) Oh, I want to so badly. I want to so badly. Because what you did was horrible and you treated a child horribly because you hated yourself and reflected on the way you taught. So that's that on that. Anyways, I'm going to drink water and edit this podcast episode. And honestly, this is my best. Today, this is my best. Hopping on this podcast episode, having low energy, taking breaks to blow my nose, taking breaks to drink water, which I need. But yeah, taking breaks to drink water, taking breaks to blow my nose, and really coming on here and not having much to say. That is my best. And that is what I can do. And that is what I hope you all do through life. And you'll be perfectly fine. Like, I don't care what position you're in. You are doing perfectly fine. If you think you're overweight and people are getting onto you, babes, oh my God, there is a McDonald's every two blocks. You will, you are fine. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even animals become overweight because, like, it is just animal instinct to you see food, you want to eat it. Why would you go out and purposely try to work out? Like, sure, there are other people who have that mindset. Like, great great good for you if you have that mindset to get up and go to the gym but not everyone can be like you and I don't care if someone calls you fat okay great they're just observant cool fat doesn't make you ugly skinny doesn't make you pretty and it is only people who so badly want to correlate fat and ugly and skinny and pretty who will sit there and look at you different types of ways based off of your body but really and truly people who can look deeper than just surface level or people who don't hate themselves based off of what their body looks like or people who don't attribute to who don't attribute their worth and value from their just from body types are not going to look at you and be like oh my god because she's fat she's ugly no they're going to look at you and be like oh my god because 
like you are beautiful everything you do is beautiful the way you wear your clothes is beautiful that makes you beautiful and like even though they can acknowledge like oh yeah but like you are a person who holds extra weight on your body that's just that it's just not preservation it's just neutral same thing with jobs people who sit there and attribute all their worth and everything they are to what their job is to how much money they make that is just them if you are so happy being a preschool teacher who makes $40,000 a year and you are sitting there fighting for teachers to get paid higher, hey, hello, give me the petition. If it actually works, if that'll actually change something, I will happily sign it. Let me know when the march is happening. I will be there with my marching shoes. Babes, I'll be there in the streets with posters because the fact that we need teachers so badly but they are the most underpaid job in America is so stupid and I really do appreciate anyone who sits there and takes a low-paying salary of being a teacher and being a great teacher like we'll forever applaud you and I am so grateful to you and please learn from the mistakes of bad teachers don't be a bad teacher be there to make change don't be there to say well I was I was brought like this and I was treated like this so it's now your turn to be treated like this no you are there to change things for the next generation of kids so they don't have to be so they don't have to feel the pain that you felt when you were in school thank you Thank you. Thank you so much for being a teacher. Just thank you. And you are doing amazing. You are doing amazing. Don't let anyone who's sitting there like, I'm a doctor who went to med school. You're not doing nothing. Tell them to shut the hell up. Tell them to shut up and go shove their medical degree where the light don't shine because it does not matter. You are not less than because you didn't go to med school, because you don't have a med degree, because you don't have a law degree. You're not less than. You are everything and more because you are able to love and cherish someone based off of more than just a job. Anyways, that's my two cents. Life lessons from a 23-year-old. Ooh, and that's the title. I'm going to go. I'm going to go blow my nose and drink more water. And I'm going to go take care of myself because that's what my body's calling for. My social media is, I'll add it in the middle of this podcast. I'm not even throwing it at the end. (laughs) Y'all, follow me on the socials. Like and subscribe to this podcast. This isn't YouTube. Follow this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. And if you go on Spotify, there's a place where it allows people to answer prompts or whatever. But I like to use it as a comment section so you can leave a comment because I want to hear your feedback. And if you've made it this far, go to my most recent Instagram picture and just comment a green heart emoji. No, better yet, comment the champagne glasses clinking emoji. So that way I know you came from my podcast and that way I know you listen. And that'll be our way. That'll be like our secret code to be like, yeah, we're sharing love and affection in this world, in this life. I'm gonna go lie down as I edit not doing too hot anyways stay safe out here y'all this flu be kicking my ass oop i said it oh.